We have Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go. The volume's turned up and the lights are down low. I stream, you stream. Hello and welcome to I Stream, You Stream, the Binge Watchers Podcast. I'm John Wilson Bennett. I'm Olivia Osol. Welcome. <laughs> Quick shout out to our super fans, Luke Albrecht and Tyler Stromquist Lavoir. You two are the only people uh, following up on the code words. Yeah, Thanks, guys. actually, um, I'm on a group chat with all my girlfriends from back home, and uh, I wasn't able to respond or see what they were talking about because I was working. And when I looked, uh, one of my good friends had asked, like, hey, is there anything good to watch? And all of my girlfriends proceeded to have a conversation and uh, none of them said, hey, why don't you check out Olivia's podcast that's literally just talking about that. And uh, I said, hey, I have a podcast about that. <laughs> so there you, you go. You hadn't told any of them. No, I had. I They know. Oh, so that was just a gentle reminder. Yeah. A subtle hint it was a subtle like hey wow guys. i love my life <laughs> yeah well listen Killing it with the content Killing listen it. so anyways we haven't recorded a podcast in a little bit um and we have seen many things and browsed many things so we have so a lot this to is talk the about. oscars edition yes um, full disclosure, really didn't see met very many of the Oscar movies somehow. No. Um, well, I'm not in SAG, so I don't get SAG screeners, and I don't like going to the movies because it costs a lot of money. A lot of money. So if it's not streaming, I'm not seeing it, and boom, I actually boom. don't like, I'm not, I don't really have like an ethical stance on this, but I don't usually try and watch things for free online, like... Oh, like movies? Yeah. Like, like, like illegal streams? Illegal streaming? Yeah. I just don't bother because there's so much stuff that is streaming. Right. That what's the point? I don't even have enough time to watch the stuff that I'm paying for, or that right. other people are paying for, but I'm using their password. <laughs> Anyways, mm, so... Which, shout out, new new Netflix pass, uh, new Netflix account. Thanks, Pat and Joni, who don't w listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's your parents, in yep. case anyone wants to know. I, Luke and Tyler know who my yeah. parents are. We also got exclusive access to someone's Disney Plus, which Ooh, I thanks Frank. Yeah, didn't I didn't necessarily know if I needed it in my life, but I was told I had to see Mandalorian, which we did. Jumping right in, Mandalorian. Yes, it is worth getting at least the trial on Disney Plus to see Mandalorian, and if you can't binge Mandalorian in a week. You need to rethink your binge habits because episodes aren't even an hour long. There's only eight, and it's... Yeah, I agree with you. If you can't handle it, like you need to reprioritize some things. It's great television. It's great cinema. Um, it really is, I think... I think it does a, a, such a great job of being existing in the Star Wars universe, using a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same imagery but also being its its own thing i don't know i didn't know anything about it going in and it took me like two episodes to really like um start 
truly appreciating it. Like I wasn't like hating it. I was just like, what is this? And I was like, why does it seem like it's in the 80s? And um, I loved that. Yeah, no. It I, was like they had made it like it was like it had come out like, you know, in the 80s. Right. <laughs> at, yeah. No, but like right after Return of the Jedi, which is when it's set. Right, right, right. No, no, no. I I grew to love that, but because I just like went in blind, I was just like at first I was just confused and didn't know if I appreciated it, but it grew on me. Yeah. I mean, it definitely what's interesting is like some of the CGI I it was it was interesting to watch because it definitely didn't have the same CGI budget that Star Wars Episode 9 did. And some of the space stuff felt a little bit... I it think did that's the point. Well, that's... Is it? Because if they can make things look impeccable... Like, t- I felt like watching this, there were moments where I was like, oh, I know for a fact that's CGI. Or, like, I can, I can see that. And it was interesting to me that... Whatever. Baby Yoda is the cutest thing in the world. Spoilers. And <laughs> everyone knows that. Even I knew that Baby Yoda was a thing. I didn't really connect all the dots but anyways moving on mandalorian must binge three scoops <laughs> three <laughs> yeah, four five there was, there's an old show um, wait is that that's all you have to say on mandalorian yeah oh okay i mean if you have more to say say it i just like there's just things about that show like i was just gonna say i like the fact that as you don't see the Mandalorian's face, and yet the acting I actually thought was really like gesture acting and voice acting. Um, especially yeah, it was cool like how much was portrayed, even though he was wearing a mask. Well, and I think you run the risk of like something like a Batman, where they put the mask over their f- over his face, and especially with Bane in Dark Knight Rises, and you you cannot hear what the hell Tom Hardy is saying as Bane. <laughs> and I thought with this show. Even though they had like an effect on his voice, it was still you could it was crystal clear, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, that it didn't make me. I didn't have to pay extra attention to what he was saying to to follow everything. Also, um, they had they did a really good job of like actually making you care about characters, and they let you get to know them, and um, like I felt really attached. Yeah. Well, and it's them. it's it's a serial, and it's a as a full season because every yeah. episode could stand on its own. Like if you just accept the fact that like the Mandalorian is like, because it's it's kind of a western, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's he's the rogue, he's the renegade, he's the bounty hunter. Yeah. And I think that I mean it, that's that's what the source material is. That's what Star the Wars episode that was um, directed by. Take it with I'm gonna say it. No, I'm going to say this wrong. Is it Bryce Dallas Howard or Dallas Bryce? De- Bryce. Bryce Dallas Howard. Is it? Dallas Bryce Howard. Howard. <laughs> Ms. Howard. Ms. Lady of Three Names. Ms. Redheaded Howard uh, from Red-headed Family of Redheaded Howards. Of the Howards. Uh, she directed one of the episodes, and she really loved that one. Which one did she direct? Particularly. Well, I'm not going to give the Well, like, spoilers. what was the general... They were hanging out with the people in the fertile place. Oh, with the, f- the first time we meet the MMA fighter. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, because I think the episode that everybody loves, there's one episode that just basically takes place in a hallway. 
and and it's it's what I thought was cool was like that it had such like alien vibes. I I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, but that's it was not a horror like like all of a sudden. Hallway? I mean, it was many hallways. Okay, when you say a hallway, that sounds like it happened in one hallway. Okay, many hallways, but still, it was a hallway <laughs> set, like, you know, one of those, like, yeah, sets a, where I they basically... describe it as a hallway set. Right, That's true. Right. And and what I thought was cool was it's this show that has quick comedy and visuals and, 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 and action, and all of a sudden it turned into a horror show. Yeah, I and was I, like, this is not for kids. No, Disney. and that, yeah, that's, okay, that's the other thing, is it's, Disney is putting all of its, like, new Fox stuff on Hulu, but this show, there was a lot of death, a lot of violence, um, and it's not that we have, like, a, gri- a big kid listener base, <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, whatever, kids are <coughs> jaded anyways, who cares, they're all ruined, right. the earth is ruined. Okay, so, Oscars <laughs> edition. Yeah. Liv, what did you uh what did you watch that should not be nominated for an Oscar in twenty twenty one? Okay. You know, I don't like to do a lot of shit talking because I think <laughs> I respect obviously I respect this industry industry and I love actors and I love theater and I love film and I love T V and I love this whole process. But I saw a movie the other day that, like, I think it was, there were aspects of it that I thought were cool in how intentional they were, and there was, like, a message to it. However, watching The Assistant, the movie is called The Assistant, uh, was like logging eight hours at the office, and I will never get that time back. And that was supposed to be my free time where I would enjoy myself (laughs) and have fun and be happy. And instead, I felt like, holy shit, nothing is happening. Everyone in offices are horrible and they all have horrible lives and they waste so much paper and plastic. And also, men with a lot of authority who use it to take advantage of younger women are horrible, but everyone's horrible because everyone knows it's happening and they just normalize it. And they think, well, she's getting a lot more out of it than him. And I guess that was supposed to be the point of it. But like most of the movie was just so drab that I didn't care. I didn't care that they were supposed to be trying to make some bold statement. Um, I saw that like, you know, you're supposed to see the unglamorous side of making movies because this woman is an assistant at a production company and it's like people think, ooh, movies, movies, so fancy, but really it's like a lot of people just sitting around typing emails back and forth. However, I did not need to see that for two hours. I'm boring myself right now talking about it. So I'm sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. So don't see the assistant. I would not recommend it. Or if you do see it, do not pay $17 to see it in a movie theater like my dumb ass did. Right. So, moving on. Oscars edition. Yay. Liv had a hot take a couple months ago. 
Okay, I want all of our two listeners to remember the time that I said that people should go and see the movie Parasite. And you know what? Did you? I didn't Did see you? it. Did you? But the point is... Oh, sorry. I was asking our listeners. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm, you just, I'm being very was, transparent. I was trying to I was trying to set up the, the joke. Cause oh, okay. Well, you want to try it again? No. No, no. We'll do I, it again. No, because I can't... Did you? Did you? Are y- are you asking our listener base or me now? So what did you think of the movie, Liv? <laughs> and then you say. I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did not see Parasite, even though I told everyone to else to see it. So I just want you all to appreciate that, like, I'm in the know. You know, I get the hot tips and I'm giving them back to you. Mrs. Hot Tips. Mrs. Hot Tips. And I'm not taking my own advice but i rarely do so you're welcome also i didn't really get to watch the oscars because i was working but later when i saw some recaps of things that happened oscars edition i saw the speech that joaquin phoenix made and it made me cry i literally cried through the entire thing because i agree with him 100 percent and believe in that message so strongly um and yeah just think about that the next time you're drinking cow's milk just think about where it really came from (laughs) oscars edition oscars edition so we okay we started to watch the west wing yeah and we were gonna watch a whole season and then do an episode uh, do an episode that recapped season one and kind of work our way through but there's 22 friggin' episodes in one season. And every episode all is the same. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a good palate cleanser. That's like a good, you know, uh, I don't know what it is. It's a good procedural 20 years ago. Uh, basically, the whole time I watch it thinking, wow, like functional government yeah wouldn't it be nice if like people still cared about each other and presidents were still trying to do their best for the american people and for the world and you know maybe not being perfect at it but at least then having like other good people surrounding him so that he could like make better choices and be a better person and wouldn't that be nice yeah, I I think the show has some interesting themes. I think it's it's well acted. Uh and all obviously, you know, Rob Lowe, Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Um <laughs> the dude the guy from Handmaid's Tale. That's a woman, Elizabeth no. Moss. Bradley Oh well the yeah, the no. Jesus. <laughs> Bradley whatever. <laughs> Who who went on to be the oh yeah the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. yeah who looks yeah, yeah, so yeah. different because now his hair is white and he has looks a beard so different and I gotta say still looks freaking hot for he's an a old sil- guy. silver fox yeah but also the guy yeah I he played the dad so in, in Get Out that's so annoying how often that happens for men that's my future you're gonna look like a dirty old bag it's <laughs> the love of my life <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, I just with West Wing, I'm, I guess 
the it would be as far as a show goes, high quality show. As far as what being the able to binge of a whole season, no, zero no, scoops. No, no, zero scoops. It's yeah. gonna take us a while if we ever get through. Oh it all. yeah, I, I think that sh- I think that went back on the shelf. I think the last that's wing on the, that's on the reserve. Like if we have just finished. A run out of things to watch and things anything. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we don't, if we have <laughs> we nothing have to say to, to each other, each other. Yeah. at our wedding we're gonna have West Wing playing in the background <laughs> so that we don't bows. have to speak. <laughs> 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 You're all invited, all of our listeners. Yep. <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. None of you can come because we're poor. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Doing. Um, shotgun when we started uh, the Netflix nature show Nature at Night, and uh, it didn't really grab me. You know, it's kind of boring to me, honestly. I don't know why. That's is that terrible to admit? No, it's loud? not. I think. I okay, first of all, it's not David Attenborough doing the narration. I think that's the biggest problem. I think that's part, and also it it <laughs> is a different. Like visually and emotionally, it's not a co-production with the BBC. I think Netflix went off and did their own thing. And there's something about the way that BBC sets up the world that I felt like in this, it was constant narration. They didn't let the world exist. And I think what what works with like a BBC, like a Planet Earth and like Blue Planet, is they let you experience the world and then they comment on the world. And this is so much more like let's spoon feed you every single moment of every single shot and at the end of the day it's too much information to like process yeah, yeah i just was like eh. and it's also at night so like half the camera you're like watching like you can't actually really tell <laughs> tell what's going on it's like thermal cameras yeah look if you're inviting someone over and you just w- actually just want to make out with them or something don't no don't put totally that on. put netflix <laughs> nature show on no what you're not going to watch it. One time, there actually was the orca, the orca whale documentary about SeaWorld. I don't about, like, think I want to know It was called Blackfish, story. and it was like the cruelty. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. That's what you hooked up with someone to? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> actually, well, no, actually, I think we like, it was like, it wasn't on in the background. Like, we hooked up and then watched the entirety uh. of the movie. And then wow, got wow, froyo. wow! You got froyo with someone else. <laughs> oh, we have to we have to quit this podcast. I have to think about my <laughs> life <laughs> choices. Um, I thought I was the only one. Okay, moving on. Um, we also watched the McDonald's documentary McMillions. Something, yeah. Or something like that. Or something, yeah. Whatever. Um, On HBO. Slightly interesting. No. Well, that one guy who was like the main, like the main FBI agent, was really interesting to watch because he fucking loves himself, (laughs) (laughs) and it's hilarious. He's so proud of himself, and you know what? I'm proud of him too. Yeah, I mean, you should love yourself. It's 2020. What's interesting to me is like, with some of these documentaries. I don't know like it was this documentary it was like so hyped up and I was watching it and I was just like first of all it's like two or three parts they like didn't even get it through it in one part and then second of all I'm like I just don't care well that would explain why we haven't watched the other parts but even like the first part 
I don't. We didn't finish. Like we you got up. We no. finished it, didn't we? Did we? Well, that was I. Okay, but well, I, I guess it was anticlimactic. Okay, so last but not least. No, we've got two things. Okay, last, le- almost last. Second to last. Second to last Curb, is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Also on HBO. Larry David. I like it. I've always been a big Larry David fan. Always loved Curb. Um, this particular season, I'm really annoyed with him. I think only a privileged white man could think that it, that, like, he's making light of the Me Too movement. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, that's probably easy for you because no one tried to assault you or take advantage of you or anything. So I'm happy for you that you can make a joke about it. Go on with your bad self. You're so funny. Yeah, see, I I disagree because he's I think he's being subversive, but he's also he's making a joke that exists in the world of me too but he in like that specific joke like he didn't he didn't assault that woman like it was a misunderstanding and i think that was right. i think that's the social commentary like is that no what he's saying what he's in essentially implying with that is that you have a whole lot of women who are making a big deal out of nothing, out of shit that they shouldn't be upset about because all these men who've been accused are actually innocent and they actually just, you know, mis- misunderstood how their actions were being offensive. And that is the message that I'm getting. And I don't like that message. I think that's absolute bullshit. Agree to disagree. That's fine. Yeah. And I feel like, you know what? Uh, he might somehow, like redeem himself um like he might go somewhere on this journey where all of a sudden like he learns more and so everyone learns more like by default but i don't know so far i'm just like i'm annoyed with you but you know that's not to say i won't watch the next episode yeah i mean i i personally i think that comedy you know if you're just like different people have different styles of comedy and like i think his thing has always been like a little bit more um like he's dealt with like sexual themes his entire career uh and and misunderstandings and that's always been a trope of his and so i don't think his his take on the me too movement i don't think is saying everybody that's ever like been accused is innocent or even a lot of people that are accused or just it's a misunderstanding with these like women i think what he's saying is that his life he's such a a, a fuck up he's such a you know a, a bumbling guy well and first of all we should talk you know talk about the fact that this is this is not larry david the human being this is larry david the character yeah um, you know, so he no, is. I get that, and so, I get like that. So, you know, so it's the annoying. character is put in these positions yeah. where where things are. Uh, um, and and sorry, spoilers. On I mean, this is episode two of the season, but you know, I mean, you did say after that you said I'm done, and I I'm most certainly not done. But it is, I think, it's. I don't. Uh, and again, you know, straight white man privilege to be able to sit here and say, 
I'm not offended by what he's doing because I've never had to worry about that. But I would say that I don't think he's... I think to get like... And I don't know. I just... I'm not offended by what he's doing. And I think there's a lot of people on... uh, A lot of talk shows who have opinions that I think are a lot more harmful to men and women in the way in which they discuss Me Too. Uh, And so I just don't really think that what he's doing, like what he's doing to me is not, like he'll probably take on cancel culture, you know, and it's this whole thing of like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't. I don't think it's time to cancel Larry David. No, I'm not canceling Larry David. I'm definitely not. I'm just saying it's, uh, I think that the way that he's going about it or even choosing to go about it because it's low hanging fruit. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like irritating to me. And I felt like he was completely making light of the entire like intimacy direction industry, the entire intimacy direction industry. When he was saying, Oh, can I put my arm here? Oh, can I do this here? Oh, could I kiss you on the lips? Like, and was oh, trying yeah, I to that like existed. was like he was like trying to uh at least to me the way it came off was that he was making that whole experience look so sterile and unsexy and awkward and saying like this is what we're doing now we're making things horrible because people are too sensitive but i don't i don't think and again, and that's, just my, that's just my—that's just right. my hot take. You don't feel that way, but that's how I feel about it, and that's why I'm hoping that he somehow redeems it. But if he doesn't, then this will just be the season that I decided I'm not as big of a fan as I thought I was. Right, and I guess my my thought is like his—he might be talking about a broader social thing, or it might just be like how this broad social thing affects this one specific person. You know, if you take well, the, that's fair the, too. the like, minute and you expand to the large or you look at the large and you, you descend on the minute. And like, I think we're taking different worldviews where you're looking at this guy as a beacon almost or as a as a starting point for like a, a spokesperson for the greater majority. Whereas I'm saying take the majority and wa- and f- see how the majority affects this this one minor you know person. I just feel like a lot of his comedy is about finding like the universal truth of moments like you know everyone hates the stop and chat okay so you're making you're like finding the funny thing that is like universally accepted by everyone and so to me that's what he's doing now but he's doing it by saying that the universal thing is that women are making a really big deal out of things that they don't need to be making a big deal out of sure but again and that it's ruining his life somehow <laughs> because but it because but now even, even now he's afraid but even in an opportunity where like the 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 women you know or this specific okay so there's two different scenes that we're talking about and spoilers whatever there's a scene where Larry David it grabs an assistant of his by the wrist to look at a tattoo she's got 
because he's curious about the tattoo, and so he grabs her wrist, and then she presses charges. Or she doesn't press charges. She files a, a sexual harassment claim, a suit against him. So he meets with his lawyer, and they try to discuss, you know, basically. That's not what happened. He asks her about the tattoo, but he uses her blouse to clean his glasses while she's wearing it. Well, th- that's the second part, right? Okay, so there's the two things. He, but he does, he does grab her arm to look at the tattoo. Oh, I didn't know. Right. So he uses the blouse and he and he grabs the, the arm. Anyways, but yeah. like again, it's neither of these things are him making a sexual advance. No, However, no. they are as, as far as she is concerned, they are an assault on her p- personal space yeah. and and also the grabbing of the wrist made her feel uh vulnerable and and made her feel uh uh in uh insecure and and, uh, and uh unsafe and so she goes and she presses charges and then they say we're going to you know we can settle just she wants to talk to you and then she wants you to make a statement and when they go and then the the plot so this is over the course of two episodes the next episode he does this bit about side sitting and he side sits at a table where there are two corners sitting next to each other. He side sits. She thinks it's weird. And 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 he grabs, you know, her her arm to try to get her to stay and she leaves. And and so then, you know, he has to settle for for a monetary sum. Okay. That's the first one. The second one is he asks out the at his lawyer's office. He asks Why are you going through everything like this? Because basically, I'm trying to like again, so these are large issues that are happening just to him. Right. Uh-huh. Then the second one is this woman. And again, I think with the woman, like I think for me, it was cringe comedy almost at its finest. The way he's asking her to like be intimate. I just don't even care. You don't think consent needs a send up. You think consent deserves to just be. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think it's totally bullshit. And the way that he paints the picture is that this woman is just like highly sensitive and that she's essentially like making a huge deal out of nothing because women are annoying that's what the picture was to me and what i think is really annoying about that is that women have been forced to just shrug off bullshit inappropriate behavior for a really long time and normalize it because they were afraid that if they didn't they would lose their job or somehow be labeled a bitch or be like you know in all of a sudden a you know an outcast essentially and so like this is just it just feels like uh, a stupid joke because if he was gonna be making this some sort of joke about this whole like topic you know he he (laughs) i just don't think you even should but if you are going to it should be something more focused on him not painting women that way but that's what he's but that's i think the point is that is what he's doing he is making it about him i disagree Fair enough. Disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Anyways. Oscar's edition. I feel like we <laughs> talk that into the ground. So last but not least, we are 
uh about halfway through or more a little more than halfway through i think we're over halfway through um over halfway through uh the new show c on um apple i downloaded apple tv because we need more streaming in our lives Apple TV and is a good, it's like $5 it's a month. sweet. Yeah, you get a seven-day free trial, and then it's only $5 a month after that. And the thing is, I mean, what I'm curious, because we haven't even really explored it, there is the show with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell that I want to watch. Yeah. And there's I, a I'm third down, show I'm that I'm clown. curious. And then they have some movies, you know, their own movies. So I think it'll be... It'll be an interesting... And they're planning on, like, making a shit ton more, you know? That's right. The whole, that's the whole idea. Right. But anyways, this particular show, C, with Jason Momoa, is really fucking cool. It's different and weird. Sometimes yeah, a so little it too stars, weird. It stars Jason Momoa, and then uh, there's a woman in it who was big in the 80s. <laughs> She was in Grand Canyon there's or the Big Chill, one of those. There's a woman in it. <laughs> um, totally see it. Yeah, uh, and that's like that's pretty much it as far as uh, name. Like Jason Momoa is the star of the show, um, and he's, he's good. So good. The, he's so good. You know, I will say that the start, like the first, the pilot episode has like very very strong Call Drogo vibes and I'm into it and I'm less into it <laughs> but I will say like the first episode gave me shivers in the first 10 minutes it was yeah. so visceral and I was like oh shit yeah no and the world building I mean it's it's like a essentially the world is it's like a planet of the apes set <laughs> Without the apes, you know, but it's that post-apocalyptic humans are are now. I think parasites on friggin Apple TV. Yes. Hold the phone, y'all. <laughs> so exciting. No, you know what it might be? Exciting. It might be that Apple I, iTunes and, and uh, Apple TV are in the same thing. Click it. See if you have to pay for it. How so good is this annoying. for radio? This is so good for fuck. You have to pay for it, I'm so guys. Smart. I'm really sorry. I'm so smart. Uh, it's only three ninety nine though. That's pretty good considering it costs thirty five dollars to go to the movies for two people these yeah, days. Yeah, it's ninety nine cents on YouTube, and it's free if you know people like I know people. <laughs> yeah, John has friends. I don't. So it's not even true. You probably actually arguably have more friends. I inside. definitely have more friends than you. Um, <laughs> in general and in general and in <laughs> Oh shit. Quantity, um, quantity. Yeah. No, um honestly, I would watch see just to see the um cinematography. Yeah, no, the literally the, if they the had no words, <coughs> I would be like, wow. Might be a better show. It might be even better if there were no words. I think there are times where there are times where it's it's a heightened show like it's a very yeah. stylized heightened show it's it's almost like it's it's got a very mad max vibe in the sense of like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep 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 you know it's this this gr it's so tough to explain but 
No, it it it's it's it like feels like a nightmare come to life. Right. It's hundreds of years in the future, and the the basic plot is everybody's blind. Yep. And then this god man witch king thing comes through uh there's a pregnant lady do you, do you have to say this why why are you telling them the first episode yeah why because then they can maybe watch it <laughs> <laughs> this isn't any more than i would tell them like i'm just saying like there's it's jason momoa but then like the plot gets going because some people see Right. That's why the show is called C. S. E. E. Yeah, not the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've thoroughly, thoroughly fleshed that out. Oscar's flushed? Edition. Fleshed? Fleshed. Flushed is down. Fleshed is spread. Ew. Spread. <laughs> <laughs> um, for all of our ASMR listeners. Yeah. Spread. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mom, I hope you're not listening. She probably turned off like 50 minutes ago. She hasn't listened to me since the day I learned how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, long story Sorry. long. Good show. Out of everything we covered today, I would say Mandalorian, definitely watch. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Watch if you're not going to, like, you know, be a fucking millennial woke softy <laughs> about it, you know. I d- you know, and I really don't, I really don't align with that. Like, I don't feel like I'm a millennial softy. I just feel like, dude, you're the wrong guy to be making a joke about this. That's, women should be making these jokes, not you. But see, I don't. I think everybody should be making the jokes. I don't think anyone should make any joke ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Agree to to disagree. disagree. (laughs) All right, whatever. Um, You guys have a great week. (laughs) We'll be back at some point talking about other shows like we always do. Yeah, figuring out how John's gone to Froyo with. The list is too long to remember. I'm so so sorry. Guys, text us. If you're listening, text us. If you made it this far. John got murdered by my bare hands tonight. The code word is. No, that's the code word. Froyo. Froyo and death. Froyo. Deadly Froyo. Just Froyo. (laughs) 